It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Doc Rob, Dr. Rob Streisfeld, your concierge to better living here on CannabisRadio.com, iHeartRadio, and so many other amazing platforms sharing good information about cannabis, about plant medicine, about helping to live a better life. That's our goal here today, and uh, glad to have you with us. We've had a bunch of great episodes, another one for you today. It's something that we go traveling around. I do a lot of trade shows, a lot of expos. I just spoke on a panel at Natural Products Expo West where the CBD buzz is in full effect. There was uh, over a 1,000 people in attendance, live streaming. They even had to open overflow rooms because there was such a, a desire to learn more about hemp and cannabidiol. And yet at the same time, I was there saying, whoa, 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 pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, we have to really understand how this is going to work within uh, the FDA and retailers and online sellers and formulations that are coming out left and right. I mean, it seemed like every company was introducing CBD in a new SKU or new product. So, um, you know, again, it's, it's, it's great to see the interest. It's great to see cannabis getting its opportunity. But, you know, there's always going to be challenges with this, such a rapidly emerging market. And, um, you know, I'm sure everyone's out there on social media. Everyone's a, an overnight expert. But there's very, you know, research is still ongoing, and I see a lot of information around THC, and one of the things I said at the expo was, please don't let this industry bastardize THC for the sake of selling a lot of CBD. I've said this many times in the past, um, but it really hit home, I think, with this audience when you have even a desire maybe in a few years upon federal decriminalization and legalization, maybe you're going to want to have vitamins or health products uh, that have two two milligrams, up to five milligrams of THC in a, in a product that'll give a, a benefit to a, an individual. Uh, we don't want to limit that option, but people still don't really understand how these compounds work, how they work within your body. I see a lot of, uh, of, of misinformation out there on social media, on the internet, and uh, today I'm happy to invite uh, my guest, Erez Batat, to discuss a little bit about THC and how it works in the body, some of the personal experiences and research he's done. So thank you for coming on the show today, Iris. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for having me, Doc. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I've seen a lot of email, a lot of uh, social media posts talking about, you know, the risks and the damage that THC can cause. And I personally am a big uh, proponent of saying, you know, you should wait. Um, at least to you know, 18 or so years of age where the brain's still developing as the tetrahydrocannabinol compounds may have some sort of impact with the CB1 receptors in the brain area. But, I mean, again, if you have a major medical condition, you know, there are things that are, are prioritized. However, what is some of the stuff that you've seen? I know you've been working on this for a while, both firsthand as well as with a bunch of, uh, you know, human, you know, subjects. What, what's, what have you been up to? Let's share with our audience. Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, it's tricky. Everybody talks about CBD right now, just like you said. And I think that there is this uh, perception that CBD is not psychoactive. And uh, CBD is definitely psychoactive. It might not be intoxicating, uh, 
but the fact that it's helping with anxiety, anxiety is a mental um, condition. Freud wrote a book about it, The Problem of Anxiety. It's the only emotion that's originating in the mind. If you're not thinking, you cannot have anxiety. It's an impossibility. And so the fact that something in our mind is changing when we're ingesting CBD means that it is psychoactive. So that's one. Second, uh, you're asking what, what, what we're doing here in Consciousness Research Institute in Spokane, Washington. Uh, I'm a metaphysicist. Now, metaphysics, practical metaphysics, is an oxymoron in academia. How can metaphysics, which is a branch of philosophy, be uh, anything that has to do with something practical? But practical metaphysics basically says, listen, the mind is not the brain. Yeah, we can check in a lab what happens and what exactly THC is doing, but you said it yourself. We're not really sure what the compounds are really doing. The only way to really understand what they're doing is through direct experience because we only have access to our own consciousness. I don't know what is happening in your mind. You don't know what's happening in mine. And so everybody has a different reaction to the substances. And yet, if you're a scientist that never inhaled, never tried uh, marijuana, do you know what questions to ask? Hmm. And I'm going to give you an example. Every kid who smoked a joint okay, knows that one of the first things that's changing is our time perception. Now, do we know what other questions to ask? I'll give you a perfect example. My wife is extremely visual in her mind's eye. She sees, she's an abstract painter and she sees a lot of imagery. She can match a scarf in the store to a dress at home at an unbelievable accuracy. I, on the other hand, I'm an aphantasiac. Now, uh, for those listeners who don't know what an aphantasia is, it means that I'm blind in my mind's eye. I only think as an inner dialogue. I think in words. Okay? I see no imagery even when I dream. Now, when my wife smokes sativa-dominant strains, her mental imagery ceases. She does, she's no longer seeing mental imagery, and she starts hearing her me mental dialogue, her inner dialogue, which normally she cannot hear. She's mentally deaf. And so something is happening in the mind that is beyond what we can check in a lab. We can only understand while we ask people exactly what's happening in their mind. And this is exactly what we're doing here. I've interviewed over 300 people while they were intoxicated, asking them a set of very specific questions to understand how their mind is changing when it comes to the visual imagery, when it comes to the inner dialogue, when it comes to the memory, and most importantly, perhaps, when it comes to language. Um, I hope that gives you a little bit of, a, of an idea. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. So let's, let's start back from the beginning. I think that's great information to share and very, you know, and no pun intended, you know, eye opening or mind opening to, you know, what, what happens here when we consume cannabis. Um, couple things that you mentioned. Number one is I'm a big, and I've said this on many times on my show, that we, and I said this even at the expo, uh, people misuse the term psychoactive all the time. And in, in the current state of the cannabis industry, they're using it in a negative way 
to demonize one compound in the plant, THC, whereas psychoactive is not a negative thing. It's an actual just effect or, or description, not positive or negative. And I've always said Amen. that over Amen and over to that. again. And I keep pushing that out there because chocolate and caffeine and other things that everyone takes so commonly, you know, this is, you know, also considered psychoactive, you know, compounds. So we're not going to start banning all of them as well. So let's be realistic about this. So that's one thing. Number two is, you know, myself, I know I learn, I respond differently and, you know, but I'm also a, you know, a, a, a consumer myself. So my experience and how I communicate to patients or clients around what they might experience is firsthand. I've been to research conferences that, were cannabis-focused research conferences, and you can tell very quickly that those researchers, or a majority of them, never touched the product itself, never consumed cannabis, never experienced the effects firsthand. They're just reporting on it from an abstract, third-party perspective, and it doesn't do the, the, the results justice. I find that very often that it's not really applicable to the real you know, situation we're dealing with in society. So that's another good point. But I love that, you know, time. I think I wonder how if consumption or delivery system changes the result or the effectiveness on the individual. Have you noticed any of that? Like smoking versus eating an edible and how they might alter their responses? Absolutely. Um, so the, the, the way I, 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 I talk about that is, the difference between smoking versus eating is like taking your kids to the playground and watching them play versus playing with your kids in the playground. Because when you're inhaling, the impact is immediate in the mind. But when you're ingesting, it goes through the body and only then you're experiencing some kind of a mental change. So what really happens is that your mental change is due to the physical change that has occurred in your body, that is, you're experiencing a sensory shift in the manner with which your body perceives reality, that is, in your perception of space. But when you're smoking, the immediate change is in your perception of time, and every other change is a result of your shift in perception of time, that is, even your shift in perception of space is in, resulted as the shift in your perception of time. And I'll give you an example. Um, most of the people I've interviewed in, in metaphysics, there's always exceptions. It's one of the differences between physics and metaphysics. You know, physics is so accurate. Metaphysics, it's a standard distribution. There's always going to be exceptions. Right. Most people I've interviewed, when they smoke sativa, their involuntary senses are becoming heightened. So, for example, sounds become more acute. Um, light, they become more sensitive to light. Uh, touch become more, you know, more acute. Why? Because time slows down for most people when we inhale sativa. And so there is more time in every given unit of time to digest sensory input. And this gives us an idea, a, a peek into the world of autistics. In my book, uh, It's About Time, I basically, you know, it's a hypothesis that the only difference between an autistic person and I call it a mentypical, right, is in the perception of time. And time essentially is the hidden pivot on which the mind fluctuates. That is the micro differences between us as humans in our perception of time are generating 
pretty much every other difference in our mental perception of reality, whether we're hot, we're on hot, we run cold, whether we're, um, you know, sensitive to light, sensitive to sound. And so when you ingest something through eating, first of all, the onset time is really low. Second, we cannot control the, the response really accurately. And for research, this is really hard, but also it's a whole different thing. It's like uh, two people leaving from the South Pole trying to get to the North Pole, but one is going east, one, one is going west. And um, for those people who are interested in exploring cannabis to really understand what is happening in their mind and to ask themselves, what changed in the way I'm thinking, I would recommend smoking versus ingesting. Very interesting. I, I think it's wonderful. I mean, I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough maybe because I'm a naturopathic doctor and I've been exposed to a, a wide variety of healing modalities and therapies and, and just things that are out there from a you know, metaphysical and physical standpoint. You know, I think, um, you know, part of my brain is going into the what about physiology? What about, you know, uh, you know uh, hormonal effects and cortisol and and you know different you know aspects of the corticosteroids as part of the reaction to smoking versus you know um, you know other pathways, but at the same time, I, I also understand this you know metaphysical aspect of it and and kind of looking at it from stepping out of the body and looking at it from a bigger picture and how time impacts that and how your response with a quick uh, response you know receptor you know trigger you know the smoking and and even vaping would inhale. Uh, and, and hit those receptors much quicker and much more directly. I think it's it's very fascinating. We're going to take a quick break here. I want to come back more because I, I have a lot more questions. And I'm sure you have a lot more information to share. Uh, you know, definitely got my mind thinking. So if you're listening, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Eris Batat. And um, this is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living here at CanvasRadio.com. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Register today using promo code CannabisRadio20 to take 20% off at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. 
These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on CannabisRadio.com. All right. We are back with Erez Vitat, an author, a metaphysicist, and the founder of the Consciousness Research Institute in Spokane, Washington. And it's been talking amazing stuff about some of the experiences and observations you've encountered by looking at people who have used THC. Now, we've talked about ingesting versus smoking and the differences. What about have you played around with smoking versus vaping? Let me go to that next kind of criteria. Yes, absolutely. That's a great question. Um, I, I do want to comment just before I answer that on the whole metaphysical versus physical, because, yeah, because I think there's, there's probably, if, if that's okay, yeah. there's a lot of people who are listening and say, oh, metaphysical, you know, if it's not science, I, I'm not there. I, I think just like you said that psychoactive became a dirty word, right? Um, metaphysical, for those people who truly believe in science, became this dirty world, word as well, that if it's metaphysical, then I shouldn't believe in it. But many things are metaphysical. Um, thought is metaphysical. You cannot measure thought. You can measure the electricity that's going in the mind, but you cannot measure thought. Love is metaphysical. How can we measure the amount of love that we have towards our children, our parents? It is an impossibility. And so the idea behind practical metaphysics is that there are many things that are, cannot be measured. And in fact, the physical, what we see in the physical world is a reflection of the metaphysical. We know that the mind, you know, it's neuroplasticity, the, the brain, I'm sorry, keeps changing all the time. But changing in response to what? Okay, so the idea is that there's there's something that is happening that we can we cannot measure at least with the instrumentation that we have today, but it is happening and the changes in the brain that once we thought oh what you get is what you have for the rest of your life they're actually responding to the way you're thinking to the metaphysical change changes in your personality in your consciousness. I always say that researching marijuana. Uh, researching the brain in order to understand how marijuana works is like researching our cheek muscles in order to understand humor. Humor is metaphysical. And now, going into the vaping thing, it's a good leeway. Uh, vaping is tricky. I'll tell you why. Because in order to vape, you have to use some kind of oil or you know a dabbing paste or whatever you're using in order to vape. And usually these oils are made because it's so expensive to make the, to make the oil they're made out of uh, multiple uh, batches of strains and so i found and from interviews of of many people i found that the experience becomes muddled now for a lot of people it's it's not a big deal because they're not using it in order to really understand how their mind works or in order to do something uh, very specific they're just using vaping in order to lower the level of anxiety a little bit or just to kind of uh, make themselves feel a little better throughout the day, and it works. But when you're actually becoming, um, you know, uh, noticing what's happening in your mind, and if you want to really have an impact um, on the specific way your mind works, then smoking is better. And I'll give you a very concrete example. It's 9 a.m. in the morning. 
My wife comes in, knocks on my door. She knows I'm always writing at that time. She doesn't want to disturb me. But I, I open the door and I can see she has a, a tear in the corner of her eye. I say, what happened, honey? She's like, well, I'm doing this online investing course. Now, remind you, she's an abstract painter. For her, it's like climbing the, the, you know, the, the tallest mountain in the world, right? If I can do this investment thing, uh, you know, anybody can do anything. That's her thing. And she's like, listen, I don't know what they're talking about. I do not understand their, their language. And I don't even know what to ask. I'm really lost. I have three hours left. And help me. Like, well, what do I do? I'm, I'm ready to give up. I said, well, listen, are you, are you, are you, are you ready to try something crazy? quote unquote. My wife doesn't like to smoke that much. She only does it when I kind of push her to, because I want to test her mind. She's like, okay. I open my suitcase. She looks at me. She's like, Ares, it's 9.30 in the morning. I'm not going to smoke. I'm going to listen. How much did you eat? She's like, not much. I'm not hungry. I'm like, okay, how do you feel? I ask her all these questions. And then I pick a 2080 sativa dominant strain that I have that I know would work with her particular electromagnetic polarity of the mind that she has. And I take such a small amount and I say, listen, you're going to smoke this. You're not going to have munchies. You're not going to have short-term memory loss. I'm, I've picked the particular strain that fits you right now. And you're going to even forget that you smoke. But what I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be racing your voluntary thought just enough to make your thinking slightly more abstract and we'll see what happens. She's like, okay, I don't have anything to lose. So she smokes, three hours later we meet in the kitchen and I said, honey, so how was it? She's like, how was what? I was like, well, you smoked. She's like, oh my God, you're right. I totally forgot I smoked. I said, well, do you have any short-term memory loss? She's like, no, other than the fact I forgot I smoked, but I know that's not what you mean. Did you have any munchies? No. She's like, how was class? Not only I was able to catch up I was able to ask the right questions. Everything's good. Now, what happened? Because I know my wife, I've interviewed her enough, I know her mental polarity, I was able to match her with a strain that sped up her voluntary thought just a little bit that she could focus, she could ask the right questions. Boom. You cannot do that with vaping, period. You just can't. It's, it's, it's an impossibility because of the lack of accuracy in the end product. That makes a lot of sense. Now, I think, you know, a couple of things, again, you said this is great information. Um, you know, I think that the goal of personal experience and matching certain strains, certain terpene com you know, combinations, et cetera, different ratios of phytocannabinoids is the future that will allow us to really truly appreciate the, all the benefits of, of cannabis, uh, all the different nuances of the different strains and different even uh, delivery systems. Um, but again, I agree with it. With the vaping, you end up taking it from its more natural form with natural compounds and you start adulterating it a little bit beyond um, and, and, and that might you know, skew your effects or your, 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 your results for sure. Um, that's great. I also seen, of course, placebo, you know, in medicine, when you change the mindset, uh, we don't, we can't measure how much of the placebo effect affected the well-being, but we know that it, ha it very often has an imp impact. Uh, what about, um, one of the things I've been, you know, different environments, different ways of preparing. Some people are doing cannabis with yoga. Some people are, you know, go to the gym and work out better when they're using cannabis and others are, um, enjoying uh, sensory deprivation tanks and flotation tanks when you know consuming cannabis. Any variability or experience with those types of uh, differences? 
Absolutely. Um, so I'm a, I'm a high-functioning autistic. Now, what does that mean? Uh, um, I, I would call myself a smarty autistic. In my book, It's About Time, I distinguish between two types of people, smarties and wisies. Now, the only difference between smarties and wisies, according to the theory laid out in the book, is that smarties perceive time to be slower than what it really is, than the, the way it actually passes. And wisies perceive it to be faster. And so wisies are usually people who are always on time. They always check time. They're always in a hurry. They do a lot. They're really in their body. As people, they're really in their body. And smarties are usually people who are super thinkers. Um, they're usually not good with time management. They're, um, they're in their heads. They're in their heads all the time. Now, when we talk about sativa versus indica, Based on the research that we've done here in Consciousness Research Institute, it seems that sativa makes us, uh, everybody knows that sativa makes you more in your head, indica makes you more in your body. There's other changes to language that are fascinating, some we'll talk some other time. But obviously, someone who's super in their body is going to respond differently to indica strains um, or sativa strain versus someone who's always in their mind. For example, the more someone is more, uh, like I call them super smarties, right? Their perception of time is much slower. If they smoke high sativas, their mind is racing so fast. They, you know, you can see that their involuntary responses in the body, the way their body is flailing and moving, they, they become, literally become with autistic symptoms. Like little autistic symptoms, you start paying attention. Now, my wife, who's a super wifey, she's very much in her body. She's also a yoga teacher. When she smokes indigo, she immediately falls asleep. Now, me, as a marginal autistic, when I smoke indigo, I can actually do yoga. I can actually be in my body because what happens, I'm not thinking that fast. My, the, I call it the focus of my conscious perception has shifted into the body. And so when my wife tells me, Feel your toes, feel the, send energy to your toes. I said, what do you mean send energy to your toes? I don't understand. It's too abstract for me. When I smoke indica, I can feel the energy being sent to my toes. And that is a huge difference. And so, you know, we all very intuitively pick the strain that we like for the activity that we like, but there's actually logic to the madness. And so the various activities uh, can be matched based on the strain type According to the level of our origin, so it's almost like, you know, when you're born on a planet, you're born in a particular place. In order to get to, uh, um, in order to get to Congo, you need to leave from a different place. It's the same thing with the mind. Our electromagnetic polarity of the mind is different based on who we are. And so the, the, the strain that we're going to choose for the particular activity is going to be different. And this is where it gets so confusing. And this is why parents of autistic children are sometimes pulling their hair. I know a parent of uh, two twins, autistics. With one, it worked perfectly. The, the, he was able to start having discussions with his five-year-old child. And with the other, not so much. Why? Because of the difference in the electromagnetic polarity of the mind. 
It makes a lot of sense. I'm just thinking about myself as you're talking and saying, oh, I'm definitely one of these or how would I respond and so forth. But um, I'm sure everyone listening right now is going, what am I? Am I in my body? Am I in my mind? But it definitely provides a very interesting uh, way of thinking about cannabis and cannabis consumption. And you know, I think it's, uh, again, something I'm going to dive into and, 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 and you know, be, pay more attention to, be more cognizant of how I feel. I know there's certain strains that I like to work on and there's certain strains I like to relax on and there's certain strains that... You know, I use for you know, and different combinations. So I've been paying attention personally as well. But I'm sure you know this is something that we're all going to have to uh, evolve as as you know uh, the industry continues to grow. We're going to take another quick break and then come back with our last segment with Ariz Batat. Amazing information today. Please don't go anywhere. Listen to these quick sponsors. And uh, this is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living here at CannabisRadio.com. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads and get premier brand exposure. This is your opportunity. NCIA's Cannabis Caucus are coming this month to San Francisco, Los Angeles, Denver, Lansing, Michigan, and Philadelphia. Register today using promo code CannabisRadio20 to take 20% off at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. Only on CannabisRadio.com. And we are back once again. I'm really enjoying this conversation, Eris. Thank you so much for coming on today. We're talking with Eris Batat and getting into a little bit more of the, you know, everyone's talking about for this disease or this condition, but Consciousness Research, Consciousness Research Institute uh, is sounds like you're doing some amazing work on you know, a, a little different perspective of cannabis. Uh, Tell us a little about, you, you mentioned briefly before, you said you wrote a book, uh, it's, it's About Time. Can you cover a little bit about what, what would someone would inspect? Because I think I want to get up to get a copy now and read it after this interview. Um, so give our readers a little bit of insight on that book, if you don't mind. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. So here's the idea. When we start thinking about the way we think, we start thinking differently. Most people don't think about the way they think. In 2015, uh, Professor Adam Zeman from the University of Essex came up with the term ephantasia that I mentioned before. Before 2014, we didn't even think to ask other people if they see imagery in their mind's eye. And now I'm going to just give a little hint to something I describe in the book, which is the essence of the, of, of the theory around time. Language is consciousness. You cannot be conscious of something without 
thinking in language. If you don't have a label, you, you, you can't think. We think with language, okay? Now, we also think with imagery, but it, it, without language, we cannot process rational, logical thought. That's what makes us human, okay? Now, what the book is basically saying is saying, listen, I mentioned this before, time is the hidden pivot of the mind uh, on which the mind fluctuates. If we start thinking about the way we're thinking, we start seeing that our mind is changing all the time. And in fact, we're actually perceiving reality with two distinct polarities of the mind. In metaphysics, uh, it's called two different minds, a masculine and a feminine mind. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. The masculine mind is sequential in time. That's your rational thought. You're thinking about reality. Oh, I got to go to the store. I have a, an interview today with Doc Rob, whatever, right? But there's another mind that's always instantaneous in time. That's the mind that perceives reality, your mental imagery, when somebody touches you on the shoulder, you're, you're feeling them immediately, you immediately have a mental perception of the touch and so on and so forth. When we start thinking about it this way, and when we ingest marijuana and shift our perception of time, we start noticing differences in the way we perceive reality and in the way we think. And because we pay attention to the way we think, and it's easier on sativa strains, obviously, um, because sativa slows your perception of time, so it gives you time to think about thinking, then we start being able to notice how our mind works. And every mind, Rob, I'm going to tell you this unequivocally, every mind is unique. It's unbelievable. If we don't know how other people think differently than us, we don't know our mental superpowers. And when we start thinking about the way we think, we start realizing what we can do that other people cannot. So my book, my book says, listen, let me explain how the mind works through the lens of time. Then I'm going to show you the differences between smarties and wisies. As we said before, the only difference between smarties and wisies is their perception of time. And then every other difference is a result of that. And I basically go into chapter by chapter showing the differences in the way we perceive reality between smarties and wisies. We see differences in their emotional response. Wiseys tend towards physical anger. Smarties tends more towards uh, physical anxiety. This is why the geek are meek, because they're always in their head. There's no uh, um, conscious attention towards the body. Meekness, right? And so on and so forth. So the book kind of takes you through a journey of your own mind and makes you ask yourself, what am I? You know, how am I thinking? What are my mental superpowers? And it's a lot of abstract information, of course. And for some people, especially wise, it's very hard to think about the way we think. And for those, I would recommend sativa. When my wife smokes sativa, her thought becomes more abstract. She can think about the way she thinks. But we can all benefit from thinking about thinking. And that's the idea behind it's about time. It's all in the mind. And we have to point our attention inward in order to understand who we really are. I think it's awesome. I'm, I'm very intrigued to learn more about that. I'm sure a bunch of my listeners are as well. Uh, this has been an amazingly informative conversation, which I think we're going to have to continue and do a part two of this, if you don't mind. We'll have to schedule down for another another show because I'm enjoying this tremendously. And again, I want to talk more about how people can, you know, we haven't even gotten to the 
these rumors of psychotic or psychosis coming with THC. There's so much that we can talk about, but let's just leave it at that today. Where can they learn more? You have a website for your research center so people can go check you out and learn more about you and what your research is doing? Correct. Um, Creorg.institute. Creorg is C-R-I-O-R-G. It stands for Consciousness Research Institute org.institute so http creo.institute and uh, in fact this is a good week to visit um, next week we're publishing a paper about autism wow. showing how uh, smarty autistics differ from wisey autistics and uh, through that website you can access the book and uh, uh, many other interesting things and uh, the institute is relatively new we've been doing this for about six years but uh, we just kind of launched to the outside world and many fascinating things are coming um so i i do i do encourage people to to check it out and i do next time we meet uh, rob i have a lot to say about psychosis and uh some mental unease when it comes to cannabis well i guess we have our to be continued topics as well as again i'm a big uh you know uh i've been involved with autistic community for many many years being someone starting in the digestive health category my mentor diana gates and others have worked in that space for so many years trying to underline connect the diet and nutritional components and and gut health components of autism but there's so much more that needs to be addressed so it sounds like you're on to a different angle of that and different perspective Thank you so much again, Eris, for coming on today and sharing your insight. Uh, it's been really informative. I look forward to, again, further conversations with you and potentially helping and collaborating with your research institute. It sounds like you guys are onto some amazing stuff. Um, again, real pleasure, and thank you for your time today. I want to thank you for having me, and thank you for your thoughtful questions, and thank you for all those who listened, and I can't wait to talk to you again. Looking forward. Wonderful. Well, again, everyone listening today, I hope that uh, you enjoyed this as much as I have. There's many other archive conversations that you can check out that you, if you haven't already. And I know there's a lot more to come in the f- near future. We have a lot of great conversations scheduled and a lot more shows on the books. So with that being said, I'm going to say adieu and wish everyone, as always, all the best in health and happiness. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living on CanvasRadio.com. Again, take care. Wish you all the best. Let's have a better today than yesterday, and let's work together for a better tomorrow than today. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.